0: Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. Well, later in the program, we'll be joined by Monica Braz, Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB, serving Western Ontario. And we'll be looking at using the BBB directory and checking business reviews and complaints. Do you know what's covered by your home insurance policy? David J. Elliott of Southern Elliott Insurance and Thames Financial joins us later to help examine our policies. You need to know the answer to that question about policy coverage when you call on our first guest this morning. Chris Cragen is the General Manager of Winmar Property Restoration Specialists. Chris, good morning and welcome to Ask BBB. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Well, Chris, summer storms are here with us and they come up very quickly. They cause damage in a very short period of time. So, so what are some of the types of damages that uh, you people at Winmar deal with when this happens?
1: Uh, well, the obvious uh, is flooding. It's the biggest hurdle to overcome when these storms roll in. Um, you know, in many cases, it's the, you know, some pumps can't keep up to the to the volume of water, um, or it's uh, maybe the some pump fails due to a power outage. Um, there, there's a long list of things that could happen during these storms that they roll in.
0: So what's the first thing that uh, you do when you go in to assess something like this?
1: Um, you know, we, we go in, we, we obviously need to find the source of the, the problem, that's number one, let's find out if it was a sump pump failure, a, a drain, a foundation crack, a window well, however the water gets into your home, we've got to sort of, you know, sort of work the claim backwards and find out the source. Once we found the source, then it's our job to obviously, you know, mitigate the damage from there, we, we you know, need to sometimes do uh, some tear-outs wall cavities. Uh, depending on how deep the water got, sometimes it, it uh, results in us having to remove insulation and drywall, you know, doors, uh, trim, uh, flooring from a basement, things like that. Um, but each individual case is obviously assessed for how bad the damage is and how far we need to go in order to sort of get you back to pre-loss condition.
0: So are there things that we can do to, to prevent some of this, uh, this damage and the damage situations?
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, number one, I mean, if we're talking floods here, mostly it's, you know, er, your contents are the, your possessions that you sometimes can't replace. The drywall and the flooring can all be replaced. So we like to concentrate on and, and sort of educating homeowners that if you can keep things in Rubbermaid, you can keep things up on pallets or up on shelving. Well, when in a basement, uh, those storage rooms and the laundry room seem to be the biggest, you know, hit uh, areas normally where your floor drains are as well. Um, so those areas, if you can especially keep all that stuff that you store in the basement up off the ground, in containers, preferably sealed containers, that way then it's, it saves them against fires and floods. Um, but th- that's the number one when it has to do with contents. Trying to avoid the, the, the water coming in your home, there's a number of things you can do. Um, we'll start with outside and work our way down. Um, you have things like your eavesdrops and your downspouts. You want to keep the, those eavesdrops clean of debris and leaves so that they can perform the job that they're supposed to shedding the water off your roof and away from your home. Um, the downspouts themselves should have extensions on them that take the water at least, you know, five, six, seven feet away from your home. It's, you're trying to get the water away from the foundation so it just doesn't migrate down back into the weeping tile and back into your sump pump and and, and then just following that cycle. Um, so that's a, a couple of things for the outside of your home. Um, also maintaining the drains inside of your uh, window wells if you have them making sure that they're clear of debris so that they can obviously get the water away and that water doesn't pile up inside those window wells and come in maybe through an open window or just a, a crack and maybe a foundation or whatnot around a window so that's some of the exterior things you can do and then inside there's a number of issues um i guess with, with the sun pump we could start and there's battery backups and there's also like water buddy backups that back up your sump pumps. So if there is power failures, they continue to run. That's one of the largest when we have when we have large surges of claims from insurance companies, it's usually due to power outages. Um, and then people sump pumps turn off and the water just has a direct flow into your basement. So keeping a backup battery backup would be ideal or a water system that uses the, your cold water line to sort of siphon and, and use that to get the water out of the sump pump well is ideal I guess for your sump or for your drains and your floor you have uh, you can have a backflow preventer put in and it's supposed to help that surge it's supposed to prevent that surge of water from just you know freely entering your home up the drains and your floors
0: So, Chris, some storms uh, cause damage that calls for emergency response from fire, police and public utilities. Uh, When is a restoration firm like Windmar brought into the situation? And how do you work with those other crews?
1: Well, you know, fortunate enough, Windmar uh, here in London, we have a contract with the city. So we're their first call when it comes to emergencies. Um, When it's a vehicle impact, a, you know, a fire scene. I mean, unfortunately, crime scenes, dead body cleanups uh you name it we get involved um so the city you know the paramedics or the coroners they take care of the human element um you know once once you know any sort of uh first responders get in there and and take care and get people to safety and off to the hospitals or or whatnot then we come in right after and we're the ones that come in and make the scene safe you know uh shore up a building uh, whether it's boarding up a building, um, just making the the scene safe for everybody else. And then we work hand in hand with them, engineers and whatnot in order to assess the damage and decide where we're going from there.
0: Speaking of safety, um, has COVID had any impact on the way you've had to do things?
1: Well, I think the the key word for COVID was pivot. We all needed to, uh, Uh, as business slowed down for most people, as people were home starting last March uh, with a lot of the shutdowns, people were home. So the typical calls of floods or small fires that may start or um, any kind of loss, they were home to catch it and were able to stop it from getting any worse in many cases. So the typical uh, flood calls definitely dropped off for us. The flood call or the fire calls slowed down And we found ourselves being contacted by the, by FAC and the the military and the government to, we started repatriating the Canadians off the cruise ships um, out of all the foreign countries and bringing them back into Canada to different military bases. The COVID, you know, started, started off and no one really knew how long or, or where this would take us. So we found ourselves with experienced asbestos crews and we used our knowledge from handling you know, those environmental cleanups that we do, we suited up and found ourselves cleaning and housing and and transporting uh, people from all over the world, cleaning the planes that brought them back, cleaning the buses that transported them, cleaning the hotels and the facilities that they stayed in while they were here, uh, doing their quarantines. Um, So yeah, we, we were able to pivot and sort of find a new leg of business here that we'd never seen or done before.
0: Chris, we're gonna be talking to an insurance broker in the next segment of the program. Just uh, briefly tell us how you work with insurance companies. Does the homeowner call you or the insurance company first?
1: Uh, Well, both, I mean, you know, it's uh, a lot of people use a broker and, uh, and depending on your community, you sometimes feel comfortable calling the broker and getting them to steer you in the right direction. But the true contract is between us and the homeowners. Um, a lot of times they call us direct, especially if they've had an experience like this before. It speeds up the process um, and uh, really it's truly up to the homeowner who works in their house. Um, you know, it's not up to the insurance company or broker. You know, you own your home, it's up to you who, who you want to have in your home, who you trust in your home, and the contract is between you, uh, us, and the homeowner itself directly.
0: Well, Chris, uh, in the conversation, we've discovered there are a lot of reasons that people call Winmar. We'll hope that it isn't because of uh, storm damage or flood. And we want to thank you for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB today.
1: Hey, I appreciate the time. Thanks very much.
0: Chris Kragan is the General Manager of Winmar Property Restoration Specialists, an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. Look them up in the BBB directory and stay tuned. We'll talk about your insurance policy next. And we're back. I'm Jim Swan, and this is Ask BBB. Well, when a storm strikes and causes damage, you hope that your insurance will cover the cost of repair and restoration. To explore what's covered and what's not, we welcome the president of Sutherland Elliott Insurance and Thames Financial, David Elliott. Welcome to Ask BBB, David. Good morning, Jim. And how are you this fine morning. We're just fine, and we hope everybody else out there is as well. Uh, David, before we talk about coverage, let's just start with a very basic question. Uh, What's the difference between an insurance agent and an insurance broker? So insurance agents uh, work directly
2: for the company. So uh, cooperators, for example, has got independent agents that work directly for them, and they only represent that one company. An insurance broker works for the client and represents many companies so for example our our uh, brokerage has over 10 uh, primary companies that um, we focus on Uh, we have over 30 companies in total but uh, our primary companies are auto and home based and commercial business so we when we look at a particular situation of insuring a house we actually will run the prices through our system to see who's got the best price but most importantly we want to make sure we got the right coverage and uh, so we can match coverages for the client what they need and uh, each company does have different levels of coverage and so it's really important for everybody to understand what coverage is available
0: all right well let's uh, be basic again what are some of the basics of home insurance coverage that that everybody should have well, the basics
2: are they're going to cover you for fire, lightning, explosion, impact by aircraft, land vehicle, uh, glass breakage, theft, um, and 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 liability. So, if you um, have somebody that comes on your property and they get injured, they're going to be able to and they sue you, then you would have protection for that. What people don't realize too is when you're on a holiday and you're in a hotel and for some reason. Uh, a fire gets started in the unit you're in, or again, some damage or or injury to an individual happens, you're going to be covered there. So not just covered in your house, you're covered wherever you are in the world uh, for any of
0: your personal acts. When it comes to choices and things that affect the premium, uh, David, is the level of coverage and deductible things that we should know something about?
2: yeah so the level of coverage is what's probably got more complex over the last few years than we've ever seen before uh we've we've for years had packaged policies which would give all of the stuff that we would need to have and without variation um but when it comes to water coverage there are like five with some companies there's five or six different levels of coverage you can purchase and it it sounds complicated but if you walk it through with your broker you'll find out that it's not that complicated but you need to identify what you need. And so uh, it's no longer give me a house policy and and uh, give me a 5000 or or $1,000 deductible and 2 million liability. It's not that simple anymore um, because you could find yourself, and especially in the water, in the situations with water, that's where I see the most issues that we are having. The issues with water, and I'm gonna to try to break it down. So broken pipes are covered, but there is an exclusion. If the pipe happens, in the heating season and you don't have and you're away from the house and you don't have anybody checking to make sure your furnace is on they won't be covered there's an exclusion in every policy that excludes frozen pipes a cause from a furnace malfunctioning and the house not being checked so please make sure that when you're away if you're a snowbird make sure you've got somebody coming in checking your house every 72 hours to make sure that the furnace is on and that you don't have any issues with frozen pipes sewer backup is is Something that has come out of probably about the last 15 years is an additional coverage. And if the water comes up through the city sewer system or it comes up through your own system that you have on your property, uh, you'll have coverage providing that you've got that endorsement added to your policy. The limits vary. Some are full policy limits. So whatever you have in the basement would be covered. Some have limits of only a thousand dollars. So make sure you know what the limit is. You could, your broker might say, yeah, you've got coverage, but What's the limit and what is my exposure? How much contents do I have of value in wherever it's going to be destroyed? But the other thing is sub pump failure. So you could have a breakup coverage where you have server backup coverage, but you need to have also sub pump coverage. So if your sub pump fails uh, in a lot of the storms that we've been seeing in the last few days, that's just torrential downpours. And sometimes the sub pump can't keep up with it or worse, it burns out and, and is gone. Flood has been uh coming out more and more flood has been a coverage that has been declined for years well when i talk about flood everybody thinks of the bad news that comes out on the media where rivers are overflowing and, and houses are wiped out that's not necessarily the definition of flood flood is where water is coming into your house uh either through a river or through a water system that is out there but it also can be in the wintertime especially where you've got ice buildup up around the house and the water pools and then comes in through a window or for whatever reason it comes in. And again, for that coverage, it's very specific. It's called water overland water coverage. And you need to make sure you have that. They're not all part of everybody's package. They are identified as separate. And the reason for that is insurance companies have got data on all communities. So we can tell you in the City of London what areas are prone to flooding and the rates and the level of coverage are reflected in our data. There are low areas and there are areas where the system, the sewer system is not up to date where it should be and that is going to be prone to having uh, sewer backup coverage or sewer backup issues. So I would um, make sure that people know what level of coverage they have and what, uh, what their coverage is supposed to do for them.
0: So what are some of the questions we should ask a broker as we arrange for coverage?
2: The broker is going to be able to show you the companies that they're they're shopping to, so uh, when you go and look for a quote, we can show you all of the companies that we've gone to, uh, and and put in the coverages that you're you're looking for. We'll also show you the companies that do not have the coverage you So it becomes, as I said in the beginning, it becomes more of a coverage issue than a price issue. Certain brokerages are limited to how many markets they have, and if they don't have very many insurance companies, you might be better off to look at a couple of different brokers. Um, but you're you need to make sure that the coverage is what you need and then ask for the best price. The other question then becomes if my auto insurance is with my home will I get a reduction in premium? Because uh most people don't realize that bundling will save you money. From there you want to talk about um making sure you've got at least a 2 million dollar liability limit. 2 million dollars seems like it's a lot, but most lawsuits when they're coming in today are right around that 2 million dollar line item so it's it's pretty important to make sure you got peace of mind if you are ever sued and then from there you might want to ask about the potential of adding an umbrella it is exactly as it sounds it's to provide you overall coverage for everything you own so if you have a boat and you have a cottage and you have a home and you have a couple of cars and maybe a motorcycle the umbrella provides liability coverage for all of the pieces that you have wherever you are and again part of the reason you put an umbrella on it's for the extended coverage, but the premium
0: is not that huge. David, uh, you've given us a great insight into some of the things we should consider when our home policy comes up. And thanks very much for your time uh, here on Ask BBB this morning. Well, thank you, Jim, for the opportunity, and uh, you have a great day. David J. Elliott is the president of Southern Elliott Insurance and Thames Financial, an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory when you search insurance and speaking of directories Monica will join us to talk about using the BBB directory to check businesses for reviews and complaints right after we take this short break welcome back to this final segment of Ask BBB I'm Jim Swan and I'm here with Monica Braz who is the director of marketing and strategic initiatives for BBB serving western ontario Well, Monica, we know more and more people are going to the BBB website and business directory to do research before they make a purchase or sign up for a service or service contract. In addition to ratings and other information, they can find reviews of businesses there, too.
3: Online reviews have become part of our day-to-day life online. According to one survey, 82% claim that online reviews impact their purchasing decisions. Whether you're looking for a new hairstylist, an online clothing retailer, or even a roofer, consumers turn online to find out firsthand experiences of businesses. Consumers today want to know the good and the bad of businesses before they hand over their hard-earned money to them.
0: What makes BBB customer reviews unique, Monica?
3: Well, one of the fundamental differences from other online reviews is that we actually verify the reviewer. We verify emails, follow up directly with the business to confirm that there was an actual business transaction that occurred, and we implement other safeguard efforts as well before the review is posted. We also don't allow third-party or anonymous reviews.
0: Okay, so how do people submit a review?
3: Well, you can go to bbb.org forward slash reviews, or you can actually just go to bbb.org and search for a business there, and you can see all of their complete reviews online. You can also go directly to the BBB business profile of that company, and then you can click and submit a review directly from their BBB webpage. Well, let's
0: talk about negative reviews. How, how can a business deal with those?
3: Well, the reality is, is that negative reviews happen. No business is perfect but it is how a business deals with an issue that will show a future consumer their integrity. There are always two sides to a story. So knowing both sides helps consumers make wise purchasing decisions. If a business receives a negative review, we really recommend that the business respond to the review in a professional manner. The professional response won't put the blame on the consumer or really deflect responsibility, but it's an opportunity for the business to explain their side of the issue and the recourse that they took to try to fix the issue. This shows readers of that review that the business might have had an issue, but they're still professional and ethical and really trying to continuously improve their services.
0: How can businesses promote reviews for their customers?
3: Well, promoting reviews to your customers is a great way to get your clientele to be your cheerleader. After a service or purchase is completed, the business can simply ask them to go online to tell others about their experience, whether it's on BBB.org, Facebook, or other review sites. The business can also send customers an email where they simply just have to click on a button that will take them to the review site. BBB helps businesses and consumers to work together so that more people know where to find ethical businesses.
0: All very good points. And Monica, that's all our time. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan.
3: And I'm Monica Brans.
0: Remember, ask BBB.
3: And start with trust.